live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Um, it's great to take a break from you guys last week. Um, I know you all probably don't feel the same, but it was definitely a good uh, time away. No good at the shot clock buzzer. Two seconds left. Williams has a loose ball for even Schaefer. Three at the buzzer. It's a chain of Thunder Bunny Ball straight away. Dribble across the timeline, and there'll be celebration in downtown OKC at Pokemon Center. The Thunder in the wind column for the first time in the 2022-23 season. In resounding fashion over the Clippers, 108-94 tonight. I think defensively, we did some nice things. You know, I think our assist numbers would have been way up. I just thought we missed a, a bunch of threes, and I'm, I'm not concerned about it. I think we'll, 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 we'll make those shots moving forward. Hour two. Wednesday, October 26th, this show brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. That's where you can get those CF motos TJ saw yesterday. Bad boy mowers Working as well. Working men uh, head to Extreme Outdoor Equipment. That's 100% correct. Uh, XOE. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. Uh, Toby and TJ, A1 and Turkey Bacon with you. All right, let's talk, let's talk a little um, men's basketball. OU in their lone exhibition game last night, public exhibition game last night, beats OCU 89-53. They will have a private scrimmage coming up Saturday against Oregon in Las Vegas. That is uh, not open to the public. I'm really confused about these private scrimmages. Secret private scrimmages that no one can speak of. Yeah, I'm confused because, like, some of them are being broadcast. And some places are live streaming them. And in some places, like, won't talk about them at all. And I don't know what the rules are. I don't know why it has to be secret. I don't, I don't know what the yeah, point is. I don't understand the secrecy Secret of them. scrimmages. Like, all right, you're having a scrimmage. It's not a game. We get it. They're just like, it's not always a game, you know. They will work on different situations, almost like, uh, you know, sometimes in a football scrimmage, TJ, they say, all right, let's do goal line for a while. All right, let's work on special teams. So that's what they do with these things. It's not just 40 minutes of basketball, us against you. Sometimes it's different. So I get it, but why does it have to be secret? I I honestly don't know. I was going to ask you today because it got brought up again yesterday. Um. And I was just like, I don't understand why they can't even mention who it is. It, it Can't you just say we're practicing against this team? We're going to run some, like you just said, run some drills, run some scenarios, and we're doing it against uh, so-and-so. They always just put it out there like, it's against someone good, but we can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? what is the secret experiments that are going on that you can't even mention who the team is? It, just say it's not open to the public. We're just doing this. Private session uh, with such and such program, Listen, you know. If you're listening Kentucky, to us whoever today, it is, and you were thinking about going out to Vegas so you can watch this scrimmage, you don't because you can't. Don't okay? do it. Just I'm gonna tell you right now, don't do it. 
that's not really happening. So, the, but this is the only public exhibition game. They beat OCU 89-53. Grant Sherfield leading scorer with 14. Tanner Groves double-double 12 and 11. TJ Perry watched this game on ESPN Plus on his phone in the kitchen. Your thoughts, TJ? Thoughts are it is uh, a lot of parts that still need some work uh, and time together on the court, which you would have expected. Um, But I saw some really nice flashes, really athletic team that has me excited over once they kind of gel and and, uh, work together a little bit more. I think there's some – I'm getting ahead of myself, and I always do sometimes, but – I think there's some potential here with these guys. I really like some really? of what I saw. Yes, really. Mm-hmm. What What did you like? I mean, you mentioned uh, a couple of things there. the Uzon kid. I really liked his game. I liked Milo's. What he Milo's. Were well, you guys calling him? Uh, like I said, I flipped to you guys Los. at the end of the game. Los. Is that who? Yeah. Uh, that's what you guys were referring. That's to? That's what Los? everybody calls him. Is Los. Um. Uh, Gary Sheffield. Uh, I thought no, he looked no, no, as good no, no, as he no, did no. back in his playing days with Milwaukee. Grant Sherfield. Grant Sherfield. Yes. Um, no, he uh, he had to get warmed up, had to get going yesterday, and I think that'll probably be the first uh, few games here we see through the season with him. But you could see once he uh, kind of got comfortable late in that game yesterday, he put up some points really fast and went in a spurt there that you can tell he's probably going to be uh, a guy that can get you points and volumes like that at times when he gets hot just give him the ball and get out of the way um but yeah I liked how the aggressiveness with some of the guys the way they got to the basket um Bamisil flying through the air ripping down rebounds putting balls back in so I saw some good things yesterday like I said you can tell it's a lot of new pieces that they're still trying to fill each other out and that's what these first several games will be about but um I think once they figure all that out and figure out everyone's roles there's some there's some really nice young players there, and the guys that they brought in that you had heard about, you can you can see some flashes there last night. You were encouraged. I was encouraged. And mm-hmm. then uh, Benny, uh, when he's running up and down the court, I'm like, where did Austin Reeves come from? He's back. Uh-huh. A little, got a little, a little, little Austin Reeves floppy uh, look to him. hair. The floppy hair, a yeah. A little taller than Austin, yeah, but yeah. I can mm-hmm. see that comparison. Yeah. Benny was funny because um, Benny, when he was signed, we were told his last name was pronounced Schroeder, like Dennis Schroeder. Well, the game notes come out yesterday, and it says Schroeder with the umlauts over the O. <laughs> right. Umlaut. I guess it's just one umlaut. Well, there's two two dots, so I don't know if it's umlaut, umlauts, umlaut. And uh, so we're talking to Brent, the media relations director, before the game, saying, so it's definitely Schroeder. And he said, you know, I don't know. He said Schroeder, and then he said Schroeder. I'll ask him again what we're going with. And so <laughs> before the game. Well, I, I go don't back, know. Why am I supposed to know this, Toby? <laughs> I go back to Brent and I said, so what did we land on Benny's last name? Where did we land on the pronunciation? He said, uh, Benny said he really doesn't care. <laughs> but he said, let's go Schroeder. And I was like, well, if he doesn't care, let's go Schroeder. Because Schroeder rhymes with Shooter, and I can have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> of course, it's all about Toby. <laughs> it's all about me. But apparently we've landed on Schroeder. But I just think it's funny that he's got a last. He's like, I don't care how you say my name. Just whatever. You know. Oh, wait, I didn't um, mention him either. Um, like him? I want to call him Ortega so that he can have a nickname like uh, Hot Sauce or something like the uh, – 
brand of tortilla shells or something, but uh, Otega, I guess, is. Didn't we have an and one? Wasn't that one of the and one guys' hot sauce? Oh, yeah, it was, now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does not look like a freshman physically. No, he doesn't. He is uh, 6'5 and stout. Well, I like your analysis. I think it's a really hard situation to draw any kind of conclusion from, but you get to see these guys for the first time in an OU uniform. They played about, you know, 50 different lineup combinations last night, and you know how this works. Once you settle into the season and you, you instead of 12 guys playing, it becomes eight, and you figure out uh, who's on the court when. I think you're going to see Grant Sherfield become a little more selfish you know he's running the point last night trying to get everybody involved and passing down some pretty good looks and and like you said there in the second half he decided you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna go ahead and get myself a couple buckets i'm gonna get some points here yeah and he went like on a personal 7-0 run lickety split like uh, tanner's got 12 i've got to pass him real quick right i'll make sure i'm the leading scorer tonight um so he's just smooth man i mean he's just like he doesn't really look like he's moving too fast or too bothered by anything. He's just he's just smooth. His shot is smooth. He handles the ball well. Um, he's impressive. Bamisil was exactly who I kind of pictured he was going to be. I like him coming off the bench. I don't know where eventually this is going to settle in, but... He comes off the bench and just like, I'm, I'm going to get every rebound and I'm going to take some shots here for a while and inject a whole lot of energy into this game. Yeah, he's – he's. it's like he's over there with uh, no Gatorade. It's Red Bull in his cup and then comes flying off the bench and, like yeah. I said, soars through the air, ripping balls down out of the air and everything, yeah. He had seven rebounds in like two minutes. <laughs> right. Um. Did They did not shoot the three very well last night. So that's got to get better. I do think they have good shooters on this team, so hopefully that turns around. Uh, Tanner's a little bigger. I like that. He added about 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason. Um, Jacob looked uh, – Jacob Groves was playing good ball at the end of the year last year. Remember after Elijah got hurt, Jacob moved into the starting lineup, and uh, he started again last night. So C.J. Nolan looked uh, – uh, more comfortable and really, really good out there, I thought. You mentioned the freshman, Milos Yuzon and Otega Owe, a couple of top 100 true freshman four-star guys that are going to be in that rotation. I mean, they're going to be in there, guys that play, um, really good-looking freshmen. I thought uh, Sam Godwin, Porter mentioned him on the show, the Ada kid, Wofford transfer, who really nobody's talked about going into this year. 6'10", he's left-handed, TJ, which is why our listeners say you won't like him very much. And Porter on the show said, I I didn't ask him about Sam Godwin. Remember, I was going over all the new guys, and I didn't ask him about Godwin. And Porter circled back, and he said, hey, you didn't ask me about Godwin. And he bragged about him. And sure enough, he came in last night and played really good. He's six ten. He he's got uh, he, smart. He rebounded. He had a couple of dimes. 
He's a good little player. Not yeah, little. No, he had he's a, a nice good game. player. He had a nice game. He had some nice flashes, sure. They, they got more size. Um, You know, it's not just Jacob and Tanner. Uh, They got 6-10 in Godwin. They brought Yaya off the bench late. He's just getting back from an injury. 6-9-240. They got Luke Northweather, who didn't play last night. He's 6-11. So they're a little bigger than they were last year. And even at the guard positions, they're big. Uh, Bamasil, 6-4-6-5. Owe, 6-5. Jalen Hill, 6-6. Uh, Milos Yuzon, 6'4 point guard. Sherfield's only 6'2, but he's their smallest guy. So there's a lot to like. It's it's kind of a jumbled mess right now because you just don't know. It's just he and, and that's intentional, you know. He's trying to figure out what lineups he likes together and all that kind of stuff. And they're still two weeks away, week and a half away from starting the season. But I agree with you. I came away last night going, okay. Yeah, well, uh, nice pieces. The texter said it, and I agree. And I, you know, think we both said it. way more athletic. It seems like than last year. So, and physical. Yes, there's really not. I mean, the closest thing to uh, a skinny dude who could get bumped around a little bit is Milos Yuzon, and he's pr- put together pretty well too for a freshman. Like Otega Owe, physical. Jalen Hill, we know, physical. Joe Bamisil, physical. Yaya Keda looks like he's on the wrong team. I don't know how offensively skilled he is, although he hit a three last night. But that dude's the first dude off the bus for me when the ESPN cameras are rolling. Yaya looks like a robot. Uh, C.J. Nolan, physical. I don't know how physical the Groves brothers are, but Tanner's bigger, bigger and stronger this year than he was last year, and he looked a little more physical last night. And a so. lot of that will play out, too, as you face bigger, better opponents, more physical opponents, especially once you get to conference play. So, Kevin made a great point last night. There were two guys on the floor a lot last year for Oklahoma that you could sag off of. You did not have to come out and guard Jordan Goldwire or Jalen Hill on the perimeter. They, they weren't not a three-point mm-hmm. threat. Right. And that really jumbled things in the paint. That really made it thick down there for Tanner and and when you tried to drive the basketball. I think that'll be less the case this year. Sherfield can shoot. I, I, I don't know if I think Jalen took one three last night and missed it. I I've been told he's improved his three point shot. We'll see. But they got a lot of other guys that you have to respect the three point shot. I don't think you can like the ability to sag off Goldwire caused some problems last year. And I liked Goldwire. He just was not an outside shooting threat, and Sherfield is. So that'll help a lot. Here's what uh, one of the stats from last night, and this is the way it should be when you're playing an NAIA team, even a good one like OCU. The Sooners dominated on the boards, out-rebounded them by a bunch. Here's what Porter said after the game about the rebounding numbers. You know, we got a gang rebound. I thought I thought to start the game, Tanner was going to have, like, Wilt Chamberlain rebounding numbers. He, he might have had, like, 10 by the first media. And I'm like, is someone else going to help Tanner out? And then, and then I think they started – everybody started rebounding. But, man. Um, and uh, so, yeah, yeah, you know, Joe can rebound. Joe can rebound. He's got long arms. He's got a knack for the ball. Um, and Sam. I thought Sam – I mean, I, I've, I've said it I've said it many times. I mean, people are going to be surprised by Sam. I mean, he's tough. 
Tough. He's running right out of the gate. He came in, threw a nice little left-handed pass to Jacob Gross for a post play. Um, made a really nice defensive stop. Got an offensive rebound. Um, he is. He, he had re, uh, just way more. You know, if you do your plus-minus thing for a player, Sam had really a lot of pluses. Uh, I was trying to look up the final rebounding numbers here, um, and my screen just went blank. So I'll try to get fifty-six to thirty-three. They outrebounded okay. him. Yeah. So plus twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Plus twenty-three. Okay. Well, I mean that's the way it should be. OU was a much bigger team. OCU had a seven-foot-one guy, but but it's good to see that it played out the way. I mean, you'd be worried if it was even, right? Today against an a lower division team. So they went out and did what they should do on the glass. Good to see. 719, love to hear your thoughts out there. 405-651-3439. That's the text line. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by extreme outdoor equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. As always, Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show, home of the $899 listing fee. Terrier Jackie Saxon will list your home for $899, saving you thousands of dollars. Visit them online, saxonrealtygroup.com, or give them a call, 405-361-3380. Good morning. Good, morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Hey, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Thank Brent. you, Coach. Uh... Air Comfort Solutions text line, Ed HMBA says, not a good start to the morning. He has sent me a photo of his car pulled up to the number two spot at the McDonald's drive-thru. He's been asked to pull forward oh, <laughs> to no. spot number, slot number two there on the reserve. Oh, no. Hey, listen, everybody stay positive out there. Thank you, Bob. I'm uh, sorry, Ed H. Hang in there, buddy. I can testify to Toby's ability in adult league softball. Back in the day, he could switch hit with the best. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if that's a sarcastic text or if it's somebody I used to play softball with. I was a pretty average softball player, so that person is exaggerating a little bit. I could go get the ball in left field. Wasn't beyond a diving catch here or there. Right. No power at all at the plate. I was very much a um, uh, Wallace Clark. Yeah, you know, put it in play, singles kind of hitter. No offense if Wally's listening this Now, morning. did you switch hit while you played adult league softball? Yeah. Huh. Interesting choice. It depended on what my team needed at the time. <laughs> uh, this texter says, I got mine for over 400 for Upper Deck East Side. I'm assuming that's a bedlam A ticket. piece? Uh, it doesn't say a piece or for the pair. I don't know. So, uh, How can I get tickets to sit in the booth and annoy Teddy all game? Yes, I know my life would be likely likely be forfeit. Um, so this person wants to sit in the booth. Uh, can you get tickets yeah. to the booth? No, and if you do want to, that's not the approach you take. Hey, how can I hang out in the booth and annoy you guys? That's like that's <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> There's not a lot of room in the home booth for people to hang out. Although, if TJ wanted to, we'd make room for him. But um, Iowa State's got a nice big booth, and we've offered to take TJ with us to Ames. we got two cars going up on Friday, Teej. Mm-hmm. So, have you rethought it at all? 
Someone's got to be here at the station. All you fools, every one of you, leave for the uh, Fridays on road games. So there's nobody here. I've got to stay here. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah. Plus, can you imagine the aroma in that car? Hmm. Oh, thank you. Hashtag Hicks to Norman still has a chance. I think hashtag anyone to anywhere still has a chance. Is there some percolating going on there in that storyline? I think OU fans, you know, We're are talking hopeful. about the A&M's falling apart. You know, A&M's falling apart and guys are smoking weed in the locker room that maybe there's a chance that he looks at it and says, uh, I won't be a part of that. I won't be a part of that, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. I just saw him for 150 each on Ticketmaster. Well, there you go, Kendall. You didn't need our help after all. Well, that's still pretty pricey. That is, that is pricey. Um, I don't cheat. I don't lie. Okay. A and M players are smoking those left-handed cigarettes. <laughs> Kevin and Tulsa, uh, smoke them if you gig them. There's a lot of jokes wow. here on the radio. We got jokes, yeah. don't we? Uh, T. Rose, Maybe somebody should have slapped him. <laughs> great radio call last night. Your first impressions of OU seasons. We just went over those. So yeah. great call last night. Thank you. Uh, Texas A and M coaches. When they go low, we go high. <laughs> if that's the case uh, Jimbo Fisher rides a tandem bicycle by himself that's what this texture okay, says let's turn into the A&M Jimbo, joke Jimbo Fisher jokes the rest of the day uh, Toby I see Oklahoma State is an underdog in Manhattan this weekend your thoughts ladies and gentlemen this was a battle between a program with a winning and a program that does not have a winning culture. You see what happened there, people? He's been waiting all day for me to say something or him to say something that, that would set up that uh, that that drop so he could play well, it again. I think Hunsey got it wrong. I mean, I think K-State's got a winning culture, don't you? <laughs> K-State does have a winning culture compared yeah, to Texas, I don't, yeah. I think, I think Dave got that one wrong. I, uh, I mean, you got to tell me who Kansas State's quarterback's going to be before I can make any kind of a prediction on that game. Have we seen any reports out of Manhattan? <laughs> this was my discussion last night. So, who you got? OSU? K-State? This is during a commercial break. I said, ah. Uh, you were on with Ted last night? I wasn't on. This was during a commercial break. I was just okay. standing there uh, at XOE. I said, ah. Uh, uh, so maybe K-State. We'll see how this week goes. Meaning, what you just said with the quarterback. He goes, yeah. K-State? What about the quarterback? <laughs> That was my discussion with Teddy last night. <laughs> I love when he asks you something and then he immediately follows it up with a uh, a questioning question. Hey, Tobe, would you rather <laughs> have to sit with a thumbtack in your rear for an entire football game or run 17 miles barefoot through a sticker patch? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'll go thumbtack. What? Thumbtack? What are you thumbtack? talking about? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was expecting. Uh, I beg you for a thumbtack guy. I always get on to him for his uh, regurgitated uh, bad text, uh, but BFC actually a funny text here. Train revelry to be a drug dog. Uh, 
Uh, maybe bring him into the locker room. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Uh, A&M postseason event. Maybe they should invite the Doobie Brothers or possibly oh. bring back the Beastie Boys to sing Fight for Your Right. Okay. All right. I see what we're doing here. From his kitchen. I thought Timmy Perry got in the game late for OCU. <laughs> Good to see TJ get a little late run in the game last night with his brother. You, you both did, came in at the same time. You did disappoint me when he uh, said when you said he spells his name with an I E, mm-hmm. which was disappointing for me. Yeah, from Hennessy, the Perry brothers, uh, Timmy and John, both got into the game late last night. Timmy, if you're listening, anyone with Timmy's family, what was the choice with the I E there? Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a Timmy with an I E. Tommy, I've you, seen with the I E. You spell your Timmy with a Y? I've never, I've never gone by Tim, Timmy, Timothy, so I've never spelled any of them with anything. But and if I would, you had to, if forced into making a choice there, you'd go Y I would go Timmy? Y, but I would never go by Timmy because I had a cousin that was Timmy, um, girl, T-I-M-I. And oh, there's an I. There's an I, but that's a girl. But yeah. I, one, I would not go with Timmy ever. I would not make that choice. Uh, again. That's a hypothetical question, so let's let's see, you know, where that is and what that is. Gosh, I love him. It's so much energy with him. Uh, can we have permission to call you Timmy no. for the rest of the basketball season? No, you may not. No. In honor of OCU's Timmy Perry. <laughs> no, no, you may. But not. But we'll spell it with a Y when we text and tweet and stuff. We'll spell it with a Y. Uh, no, I would appreciate it if you didn't. Um, I would find that offensive and so probably have to have listeners, texters out there. TJ does not want you to refer to him as Timmy for the rest of the I've basketball never, season. Like I said, I don't even acknowledge it. Even though that it. is his name. It is my name, but I don't even acknowledge it. Like, I've never thought of myself as a Timothy, a Timmy, a Tim. I've never gone by any of it. Birth no one's certificate. ever is it called Timothy me. on your birth certificate? Yeah, but my dad took a Sharpie and crossed through it and wrote TJ. In the hospital or at a later date? Uh, hospital. Yeah, he grabbed it away from him and just marked it out and put TJ. Hang on a second. Hang on a second here. <laughs> Nurse comes in or the registrar, whoever does that, comes in says, all right, what's the legalities here? Give me a name for this child. Mom says Timothy Joel Perry. That's right. So they go type it. Dad's out of the room. I don't know back in the day, but yeah, probably, maybe. You were there. They go type it up. I don't remember. <laughs> they bring it back and say, here's the kid's birth certificate. Dad grabs a Sharpie in the hospital, crosses out Timothy, and writes in TJ. Uh, no, he didn't do that. That was a joke, but he would have because oh. he made it abundantly clear. I don't like that name. He will never go by it. He's TJ. That was the uh, That was the agreement. Mom got the name on the birth certificate. Dad got his way in life. Uh, it was TJ. Right. So, Again, yeah. listeners, please do not refer to TJ as Timmy when you text or tweet. Okay. All right, that ought to take care of it. If you TJ, do, I'll just sure quit reading the text. How about that? I, think, I, I can cancel the text. Problems. I can cancel the text line. I can cancel it all. Cancel culture. No, it's canceled. That's the world we live in. Don't get me started. We'll take a break. Brent Venables on Braden Willis next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510.
Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Um, Braden's been great. Um, uh, as good of a leader as we have on the team, uh, incredibly vocal. He's an alpha, uh, both on the field and off the field. He cares a great deal uh, and literally takes that, just caring a little more. Uh, if everybody cared a little more, coaches, players, uh, you know, you could really tap into, you know, our full potential. Um, but he's what it looks like uh, when it comes to toughness, effort, accountability, uh, discipline. He stands for everything that you want. Um, obviously, until you see somebody play uh, every day at practice and in the games, in person, you don't realize what type of versatility they have. Uh, but nothing surprises me now uh, with him. Uh, but shows up with the same mindset every single day. And, and that's what it takes, you know. Uh, you know, you got to have, you know, you got to have those things uh, to be successful. And, um, you know, just the right mindset, the right attitude, uh, the willingness to do the work. Uh, and, you know, if, he, if he's done anything, you know, it's, it's showing up with consistency, you know, every day. And, uh, and he does the little things over and over and over and over and over. And that's the hard thing to do, having the discipline to do that. So uh, it's no surprise, uh, you know, and everybody's noticing, you know, every pro scout that comes through here, uh, they love, you know, Braden Willis. And he's, to me, he's a guy that can change your locker room. You know, he has that. Uh, not everybody has that in them, and uh, but he does. It's a very natural gift and one that, um, you know, that he uses every single day. Braden Willis, uh, most outstanding player of this football team so far this year, TJ? In your opinion, humble and honest. Hmm. If not, who? I think it's him, or as we saw with him out, and what happened when he came back. It's him or Dylan Gabriel, but I would say him overall. We've mentioned his name in a variety of so many different ways, from you know, you know, touchdown passes he's caught to his blocking to. Uh, just leadership on the field and off. So it's probably it's probably Braden Willis, yeah. We couched it like this on the huddle the other night. Dylan Gabriel, the most valuable player, because we've seen his value. It's <laughs> shockingly <laughs> <undeniable>. immeasurable. <laughs> right. We saw it in back-to-back halves, back-to-back games, what having – Dylan Gabriel and not having Dylan Gabriel looks like. He is, I think, everyone agrees, the most valuable player to this team. Yes. However, the most outstanding player so far this year, the guy who's played the best football. The glue that holds it all together. I picked Braden Willis. Yeah, I think that's probably right. That's a good way to put it. And the interesting thing is, like, how many times would you or could you say that about a tight end you know like that's just not a position where you say that kind of a thing very often Mm -hmm. that guy's the leader of our team he's the best player on our team not that there aren't you know Gronk's a great tight end Uh, uh, there's been some great tight ends Mark Andrews is a great tight end I don't know how many times you say well the tight end is our most outstanding player I probably said it when Keith Jackson was wearing number 88 in Norman a couple of times, but it's a, um, he's having a, he's having a great uh, year. He's been tremendous. Absolutely Gabe Eichard, tremendous. Gabe Eichard said on Monday night, he's made himself a whole bunch of money this year. 
Remember, he was kind of a, if I remember correctly, the recruiting heads out there can, can correct me if I'm wrong about this. He was kind of a late pickup in the signing class, kind of an unheralded, undervalued uh, guy. I want to say he was a three-star probably. And, um, and it's a good get. I mean, he's proven to be a really good get. And thankfully, he stuck around for another year because it's hard to imagine him not on this football team this season from a production standpoint and from a leadership standpoint. It's really hard to imagine them without Braden Willis this year. So, thankfully, he's around. No, and then Brent's right in what he said. You just watch him. You see his demeanor. You see how he, uh, how hard he works. And it is a guy that, you know, I could see guys at the next level saying, "I just want him in my locker room." Yeah, that's how you do it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they, they point uh, the coaches on the current team and future. They point to him and go, right. "That's how you do it," right there. Mm-hmm. That's what we're. That's the effort we need out of you every day, right there. What Braden Willis, every game, what he's giving you, that's what we need from all of it. Um, I was reminded, there's always a game one shocker. Not shocker. I mean, I'm going to say something really simple-minded here, TJ, but it always is striking, no matter how many years I've done this. The first night you walk into the gym and the the team walks out for, like, pregame shoot-around and everything, I was at shoot-around yesterday afternoon. I've been with football players here, okay, for the last several months. <laughs> Hotels, airplanes, right. practices, I've been with football players. I level with some of them. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. Right. Most of them. Most of them. The basketball team walks out, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like a guy like a Braden Willis would be, what, the second tallest guy on the basketball right. team. Right, you know? yes. I mean – Javante Barnes, nice, nice, big back, would be two inches shorter than anybody on the basketball team. I mean, they're just massive. I, I, I know I, basketball players are tall. Groundbreaking information there, TJ. But I, every year when they walk out, I'm like, Jiminy Christmas. Well, uh, my CJ b- Nolan is a massive human. Otega Owe is, I don't know, he's a guard. He's bigger than Danny Stutzman and Reggie Grimes and Ethan Downs. <laughs> you know? Just they're so big. And all together like that, when you see them uh, all together and the other team, obviously. Like, I do this a lot if I'm out in public. I'll see someone, and this could be an older, uh, you know, not college. Uh, you know, you see a lot of the college kids around campus all the time, around town all the time at different places or You'll pass by them at a, a restaurant or something. But I'll see someone that's like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and my brain, and they can be in their 30s or 40s, and my brain immediately goes, I wonder what level they played at. <laughs> obviously. Because obviously player. they played basketball. They're 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Reg, Reggie Grimes and Ethan Downs, big dudes, right? First guy mm-hmm. off the bus, defensive end, big dudes. Like Jalen Hill would tower over them. Hey, Kids out there listening, if you want to have a radio show someday, you got to come up with like groundbreaking <laughs> takes like this. Basketball players are tall. <laughs> You're welcome. I had to look up at him. <laughs> They're so tall. 747, we'll be back.
It's time to up your game with the latest in ref gear and let the world know you're part of the ref army. Visit the ref store at KREF.com for hats, sweatshirts, ref branded t-shirts, and exclusive t-shirts like our Ban 11 a.m. kickoff shirt. Breathe if you hate Texas shirt or the brand new I'm All In Team 128 shirt. Wear what we wear and get your ref gear at KREF.com today. T-Row in the morning show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Check them out for the $8.99 listing fee. Great customer service. Same you'll get anywhere else. Do it for a lot less, though. Saving you money on the sale of your home. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, what's up with Bijan Cortez? He had a mild concussion. Uh, was was involved in a? I was told he was involved in a bit of a fender bender. A guy kind of bumped into him uh, from behind in his car, and uh, is fine. Is going to just finish the concussion protocol. Should be back at practice really soon, and should be a go for the season opener. Same with Luke Northweather, who did not play last night. Six eleven freshman out of Missouri who I understand, like, game-wise, similar to Tanner Groves. Now, you know, he's not Tanner Groves. He's a freshman. But he can step out, shoot the three, and is a really nice player. So there's two more pieces we did not see last night. They got three guys that can really handle the ball on this team. I mean, true point guards. Sherfield, Yuzon, the kid out of Vegas who we saw last night, and Bijan Cortez. So... That bodes well when they see some pressure this year. I like when they start like this. I sure hate to be a Debbie Downer, but (laughs) uh, he did not. I'm not going to read how he put it, but he thought Jalen Hill looked bad last night. But he thought Tanner and Jacob looked really good. Very impressed with the additions of Sherfield and Bamisil. Can't forget uh, Schroeder either. Uh, I'm not talking about Dwight Schroot from the office. So. He put Schroeder and spelled it that way, but I think we've decided it's Schroeder. Well, the latest we've heard is Benny wants to go with Schroeder with the umlaut. Right. Listen, I think Jalen is, I don't know, uh, time will tell whether the shot has improved. I've been told it has. I think he was 0 for 1 last night from 3. But he is invaluable with everything he does for this team. We saw that last year. He's a tremendous defender. He rebounds. He's got great energy. He pushes the ball. He can score around the rim. And if he adds the ability to step out and shoot gravy, you know. So I Jalen Hill is a he, very nice college basketball he's player. He's the Braden Willis of the team where yeah. he's going to do something on the other end that's not yep. necessarily scoring, but you say that play Take was the charge, huge. Right. Help out on defense. Mm-hmm. Get the big block shot. No, I. He may lead this team in minutes this year because it's going to be hard to get him off the floor. So I don't know what the texter said about Jalen Hill, but I disagree if you think he's not a very good basketball player. I think he's a really good basketball player. TJ, now we know why the grass is so sacred down in Aggie land. You got to stay <laughs> off it. Uh, love what I see in year two, but Toby, what is an acceptable free throw shooting percentage? Acceptable. 70? Boy. Here's my thing. Me, it's 90%. (laughs) Okay. As a 
tremendous free throw shooter. Yes, you are. It angers me when I see kids, professionals, whatever mm-hmm. it is, that can't shoot free throws. And it's their sport. It's the sport they play. It's what they have uh, dedicated their lives to. And they can't shoot better than 70%. I get angry. So I think that's probably the right answer, 70 you 75%. Um, you see, I polish skills in other areas. Okay, well, that's my point. I mean, everybody <laughs> plays basketball, but everybody has different skills. I know. I know that's what you're getting at there. But I can it, shoot, can't jump at all. It drives me nuts. Like, I understand. I, it, I do not understand the trajectory and why it, uh, it is such a troubling shot for big men. Like, I'm like, just shoot a free throw. But, yeah, you're probably right with the 70%. Um, would love to be 75 or better as a team. Didn't shoot it very well last night. Uh, hopefully it'd be better. That's all about getting the right guys to the line, you know? I mean, uh, Tanner Groves last year shot 73. I'm looking at him here. Jalen shot 76. I mean, as a team, the elite teams are over 80. There's very few of those. Most of them live in the 70s somewhere. So if you could be 75 or better, that'd be great. That would be my answer to that question. That would not be good enough for me. That would be not be good enough for TJ. Mm-hmm. But as a team, knowing that you're going to mix in some guys there who don't shoot it as well, if you've got a team that shoots 75% or better, I'll take that. 80% or better, woo, that's elite. By the way, i got a referee story to tell you next hour you're going to love. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, last one here before we hit the top of the hour. I was sitting in a hotel bar watching the Chiefs game in PDC, Mexico, Playa del Carmen. I'm assuming that's what that is. And who do I run into? Carter Jennings. Small world. That's Drew in Tulsa. Drew, did you know it was Carter when he said, Hola, amigo, dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> Not shocking that Carter is in Mexico <laughs> living it up down there. The good life. 8 o'clock, top of the hour break. T-Row in the morning show on a Wednesday here on The Ref. We'll be back.